Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I am the founder of Ellenbecker Investment Group and a senior wealth advisor. And um, I am also the luckiest person here. I have been able to do this radio show, Money Sense, for over 30 years. And I still remember, I went to my boss and I said, you know, I, I want to do this radio show. I was so excited about it. And his words exactly were to me, you mean you want me to pay for a radio show and you're not going to sell anything? And I said, no. I said, I had learned from doing my seminars that clients want to be educated and they want to work with somebody that they trust. And so that is, and I convinced him to let me do one year radio show. And here now we're on over 30 years and we've never sold an investment on this radio show. And so once again, today, my guest is Diane Gastro and she heads up our entire insurance division. And it has been a really exciting opportunity to add her expertise to you know, our quiver of arrows that we have that really help uh, define our clients. And so Diane, I want to welcome you to the to Money Sense again. You've done it many times, but today we're going to kind of look at a review of where people are in their lives in in terms of, of life insurance. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Karen. Glad to be here. You know, I look back over all those years and to be able to really say we've never once sold an investment product on the air to anyone. And I really felt that it was important because when you're talking to listeners on the radio, we have no idea of what their financial situations are. And so to offer one size fits all advice or products just doesn't make any sense at all. And I know in the insurance industry, people are a little lack of understanding sometimes of how it all works and how it all fits into planning. And one of the things I want to say right off the bat is our, our insurance division is completely different because Diane and her team, they do not get compensated by commissions. Um, they're salaried and they're out there looking for the absolute best insurance products and the best strategies to help our clients understand what's important. And Diane, I was looking at the article that you wrote for our newsletter and You said, I love insurance. (laughs) And I guess that would be one of the places to start is, you know, why do you find insurance to be exciting? Well, Karen, I have to just say, I started out studying finance. And I had an instructor at UW-La Crosse that was teaching insurance courses within that major. And he made everything exciting. He was a really good professor. And it really grabbed my attention and got me thinking. And as I learned more and started working in the industry, I saw how important helping people is. And that's what I can do with insurance education. So I am so fortunate that I can spend my time and resources helping our clients take insurance as one of the complex financial planning tools as part of their overall plan. And if I can help them make decisions on something they bought 25 years ago or understand it, 
and they can go to bed that night feeling, okay, now I understand better. I go home that night and I feel good about that day. I have found in my career that education is the cornerstone to building relationships and to developing financial security. And so when we talk about educating our clients, I know, as you said, in many cases, um, it's just understanding really what they want and what they want to accomplish and what are the tools that are available to do that. And often insurance is one of the tools. And sometimes it's something people don't really need. But yet what I find is that most people want to protect each other and they want to make sure that they have a security net over their lives and their families' lives, business lives. And those are the types of things that really take sitting down and communicating and spending time with someone because very often what somebody says they want isn't ultimately in the end result of what they truly want. I agree with you. And to me, it's an important puzzle. You know, the whole financial plan, the whole life plan, it's putting the right pieces in place to meet your goals. And there are so many different types of insurance products with different insurance companies and different underwriting rules. And to work with those pieces in a creative way in partnership with the advisor teams here at EIG, it's been just a fun journey for me. Well, I think that's an important aspect, what you just said, is you work with all of the teams at EIG, all of the um, advisor teams. And the importance of that is that none of my advisor or myself are expected to be the expertise in, in insurance. I mean, we can't be experts in everything. And so many times people, advisors or stockbrokers, they wear all the hats. And what I discovered a long time ago is let the person who's the expert wear that hat and be able to support me. And that's really what you do. You, you support every one of the advisors within Ellen Becker Investment Group with your expertise and your team's knowledge. It's been fun, and I really appreciate this opportunity. Like you said, because I'm paid a salary, I can invest time and energy into getting to know our clients, getting to know their goals, digging through the ins and outs of the policies they already have and helping them understand it. So at the end of the day, again, we all have peace of mind around this process. So, Diane, let's start by going over. Um, this is our 25th anniversary at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And so we did our newsletter. And if anybody would like to read it, it's at ellenbecker.com. And one of the articles that Diane did and we all did is we tried to identify what we saw through these 25 years and what stands out as really being important. And one of the areas that you talked about is infants and children. And of course, I have eight grandchildren and you are being blessed with your first grandchild. So speak to this whole idea of insurance for um, infants and young children and why you see it important and how now it is actually affecting your life. And Karen, you know, when my children were young, it was a different world. That was then the time where people started accumulating so much. And my mom used to say things like, well, they don't need anything. What can I give them? And we're working with more and more grandparents to help them build a foundation, a financial planning future for their grandchildren. And insurance is sort of a cornerstone in that. We're not hoping to have money if something happens to them in their younger years and they would pass away. It's not just about, you know, paying for their funeral. It's really about buying a tool where they can get a guaranteed life insurance policy 
that will be there for the rest of their lives, paying for it while they're still young, but more importantly, adding on a feature where they can buy additional policies on top of that first policy without going through underwriting. We all know families that have had health tragedies where there's maybe been some bad lifestyle choices. And so some of the grandchildren struggle being able to get insurance when they become adults. If we bought that policy while they're young, they have a future opportunity to buy more without ever having to go through underwriting. And that is going to be one of the first things that I look at doing for my granddaughter when she's born this summer. You know, Diane, one of the things that became so clear to me was that so many children, I'm going to say young adults, newly married families, the husband and wife would sit down and they're maybe in their early 30s or late 20s and they know that they're having a family, they've gotten married and they want to have life insurance and there's been a medical issue and they can't get the insurance or if they get the insurance, it's very expensive and we started to think about that and think, how can we protect our children in the event that they do have a medical issue and then they're uninsurable or the insurance is so high? And you did a ton of research for me. And it started out with my own grandchildren and looking at the history and things in my family and saying, you know, what's the likelihood that one of my grandchildren isn't going to have some kind of an issue that might affect their insurability. And so we started doing that and I started sharing it with my clients and you're right. It has been one of the most beautiful gifts that grandparents can give to their grandchildren. And it's, it's inexpensive in terms of what it potentially could look like down the road. And now my oldest granddaughter is 24 years old. And I believe Diane, she has added already insurance on her life insurance without ever having to go through any type of a health check or anything at all. I mean, wouldn't we love that? Absolutely. (laughs) It's amazing to me how people don't understand how insurability, qualifying for insurance is important as you age. So if we can lock in something when they're young, we've just given them an invaluable gift. It's the most beautiful wedding gift, graduation gift. I mean, because you pay, you pay those premiums and I have until there's an event in their lives and they're, they're financially safe. And I say, okay, now you can take over the premium. I haven't done that yet. I'm not sure that I will, because I think it's such a beautiful gift, but you could. And the other piece is that just think about if you have your grandchild and they are getting married and they want to have insurance to protect their family and they can't. And we can't always guarantee that our money will be available for them to inherit or their parents' money because we we don't have that crystal ball to know what's going on. But the one thing that we can have in that crystal ball is a guaranteed insurance policy that regardless of what happens is going to be there. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And a lot of people think, oh, well, I'll just get insurance through my employer. But sometimes they don't understand how inadequate that insurance can be. Besides, if they leave their job, it may not go with them. There may not be enough insurance. So again, building that cornerstone for the financial future is such a great gift for our grandchildren, nieces, nephews, whoever it may be in our lives. Uh, We'll take a break right now. And when we come back, I want to just touch on the idea of 
employee-sponsored plans. And one of the things, Diane, that you do for our clients' children as they get into business and they get start working is to really look at some of their employee-sponsored plans and to be able to give them an indication of what would be beneficial for them to use. And so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I am the founder of the Ellenbecker Investment Group and also a senior wealth advisor. My guest today is Diane Gastro. She is the director of insurance planning for Ellenbecker Investment Group, and she works with all of the advisors, helping them to provide the best information and services to their client and to their planning process. Diane, before we took our break, you had mentioned employee-sponsored plans, and I thought that that really is an important piece for us to cover. And the reason I, I think that is you were telling me this morning before we started the show how excited you were about having this new grandchild into your life. And you were really thinking on yourself, what am I, what am I going to bring to this child into this child's life? And of course, we always think about the financial resources. There is insurance that we've talked about. There is the, um, the college savings plans, which are really great. But one of the things I've learned over time, and not only my own life, but working with my clients is the importance for grandparents to be able to step back and to mentor grandchildren as they grow up, to be able to help them. You know, we're pretty well seasoned. I mean, we've been around a long time and we've been through all the ups and downs. And sometimes our children are just like we were. They're, they're stuck in the chaos of daily lives and they can't always take that time to step back and think about, you know, how do I mentor my children and my grandchildren as they age and through life? And we have often we have that opportunity to sit down and I think about, you know, my young grandchildren and how I did the no cash allowance with them to help them to have a better perspective on on cash flow and on money and being independent. And we know that when kids go to college, most of these kids don't have a clue about checking accounts and all the different things that they need to know. But when kids get that first job and we congratulate our grandchildren on that first job one of the things that you know we can do is ask them about what are the benefits that come with your new job because so often people sit down and the human resource person says here's this here's this here's your check i need your w2 and here's your packet and they take that packet and they put it at home and they rarely open it up. And sometimes if they do open it up, it is so overwhelming with so many choices and not knowing. And of course, as we all know, when you're in your 20s, who wants to think about retirement and 401ks and, and being able to participate in all the different types of plans that people are offering their employees. So Diane, would you spend a few minutes on employee sponsored plans and what that all entails? It's not just retirement accounts, it's everything that that employer is offering. And Karen, I would say that many employers today are offering their employees some basic life insurance, some basic disability income insurance, whether it's short-term disability or long-term disability. And like you said, these people's eyes just sort of glaze over. Then there is an opportunity potentially to buy additional life insurance without going through underwriting. 
that is tied to your employment with that employer, and it may or may not be portable if you leave that employer or if they cancel or change the plan. I remember back in my first job out of college, talking with the HR director and saying, so I can get all this additional insurance without underwriting. Should I buy it? And he said, yeah, it's a good deal. You don't have to have a physical. Not until I really dug into my career of understanding insurance and how to get good quality insurance did I realize that as a young, healthy, non-smoker, I was paying higher rates than I needed to pay because those group-sponsored plans are based on average or less than average health because they have to accept everybody. So they're a great option for somebody who maybe has challenges obtaining individual life insurance. But I quickly learned that it was very expensive for me. And there's very limited portability, meaning when I left that employer, that insurance didn't go with me. And the other thing is that at that point, I then had a couple children. I didn't realize how inadequate the amount of insurance was to replace my financial giving to our family. And that's really the primary purpose of the life insurance is to replace a financial loss to fill that need if something happens to the primary caregiver, the parent. If my husband or I didn't have enough life insurance and one or the other of us passed away, how would the surviving spouse support the family? Provide not just the financial support, but the emotional support. If my husband and I you know, co-parent, which we do very well, if he's gone, do I want to work as hard as I was working? Or do I want to be able to spend time with my children to love them, to grow them? It's really not that much fun to hire other people to parent my children. So having a, enough life insurance gave me permission, if he would pass, to step back and fill some of those roles that he filled or vice versa for him. So that $150,000 life insurance for a 30-year-old is not very much life insurance. Well, you know, Diane, and there's the other piece too, and we know it happens because it's happened within our client base where a husband and wife have been killed in a car accident and there's three children left behind. And now a grandparent and in one case, an aunt who already had three of her own children got four more. And all of a sudden she had seven children to raise. And thank goodness there was life insurance there to help with that process. And, you know, we don't have crystal balls and all we can do is deal with what possibilities could happen and to be aware of them and to think about them. And so often our kids are really busy. They don't think about estate planning and they don't think about those types of things. They're just trying to figure out how to build their career and balance all the, all the difficult things that they have to do with their children and with, you know, with life. And so as grandparents and as parents, these are things, these are the real value that we can bring that money can't buy. And I'm going to jump in just for a minute on your insurance format here. And I do have to mention that one of the things that we see is that we never had the opportunity to do anything tax-free, to save for our retirement tax-free. Using tax-free bonds didn't make any sense because they were such low interest. So we got into 401ks and they were tax-deferred. And now I have clients with 500,000 to millions of dollars in these in these accounts and they're under their own social security number and if they get sick they have to use those funds for their own health care and often 
in our generation, the wives weren't working as much. They don't have as big a, a pot, a nest egg. And it could be a real detriment to a family if the major um, saver in their own name became ill. But also with young kids right now, they have this opportunity when they're younger to save in Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks within their company plan. And that's something that we can discover. What would it be like if we could have gotten into a tax-free portion of our retirement account working at a company? And most young kids, you know, the HR person says, well, this is, you know, your Roth option. And but you're going to be taxed on it, but you won't be taxed in the future. Well, what does future mean to kids when they're in their 20s? Or they'll say, but this one is tax deferred and you don't have to pay tax on it. And they think, well, good, I don't have to pay tax on it. And they select that one. And it's just very much what you heard, Diane, from your HR person at the work about, oh, yeah, just take the free insurance, you know. And when you dig into it, it's not the best option. And so one of the things that I'll throw out here is that for our clients and our clients' grandchildren, we help them. That's part of the part of what we do for our clients. It's part of our services. And we don't charge for that. We sit down and we give them direction. So just think about it. if you were an Ellen Becker client, we could make that job of mentoring your grandchildren and your children much easier. So Diane, I'll let you jump in again, but I just couldn't resist that opportunity to cover that because most of us don't even think about it. And just think about if you could mentor your children or your grandchildren to become good fiduciaries of their finances and of their life, what a beautiful thing that would be. Karen, I agree with you wholeheartedly. In the last two weeks, I've had two different Ellen Becker client families come to me and say, you know, you helped me with my insurance, talk with my kids, help them understand what they need and help them get good insurance. And the parents cared. And the one father actually bought for his daughter a financial planning packet that included the insurance planning, the investment planning, review of 401k options, understanding the insurance they had through work, and helping them identify needs and put together a plan. What an incredible gift from that father to that daughter. And it is a way of getting the kids to actually do it because they worry about how they're going to pay for it, what it's going to cost. And it's so little. And yet it empowers them because everybody has to start somewhere. So true. We are already been told that we need to take a break. And when we come back, let's talk. We have talked about young adults and the saving years. But let's talk a little bit more about those saving years and the preparation for retirement. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder of the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And as I said much earlier, I've been given such a beautiful gift to have done this radio show, Money Sense, for over 30 years and really fulfilling a passion of mine, and that is education. And I learned very early on that clients want to be educated and they want to work with people they trust. And the way to do that is to make yourself available and to learn to listen and to help our employees as well as our clients understand what their options are so that they can have a really solid foundation for their future. And talking about a solid 
um, foundation, Diane Gastro, who is director of our insurance planning, so often that is a piece that really does have an impact on how people decide that they want to plan and protect their family. And we've talked about several things, but I think something that's really important is talking about kind of that middle age group of families, like your daughter and Sarah now having their first child, and then also preparing for retirement. And so often people think of retirement at retirement, but it's really important to prepare for that event that's going to happen and to be be able to enjoy it and have that peace of mind that everything is in order. Karen, there are so many different aspects to the insurance planning and different needs at different stages. And like you said, as our clients, as our children, our grandchildren are getting to their adult years, we really want to talk about, you know, locking in some insurability. We want to talk about, you know, what are your financial impacts if something happens? And then as the family grows older and some of the college funding and different things have been addressed, then we start looking at, okay, so you're making better money. You have gotten some of your other financial needs addressed through these years. What does the future look like? What are going to be some of the concerns moving forward? I would say one of the biggest things that I do for our clients is what I call an insurance review. One of my colleagues here at Ellen Becker Investment Group brought in her insurance statements and said, I bought these policies a number of years ago. This is good, right? And as we you know, peeled back the layers of the onion and we sort of talked about it, we discovered that her policy, even though she thought it was a policy she would have forever, if she didn't start putting more money into that contract, the policy would lapse. And she would retire with no life insurance. So we talked with her existing insurance company and said, okay, what do we need to do to fix this? It wasn't a bad product. The world has just changed financially. And she didn't stay in touch with the advisor or agent that sold it to her. So she didn't know that she had something that wasn't working. And it was so exciting to help her understand it. And then she took that knowledge and started applying it to some of her clients and their insurance plans. And every time we look at something and we can help them understand it's working or it's not working, or maybe you have a whole bunch of cash value in your life insurance that isn't being utilized to the most advantage. Can we reposition that cash value into a plan that sets you up for the next stage going into your retirement years? Do you need to look at maybe long-term care insurance planning? That's why insurance is fun, Karen, because It's not stagnant. It's not a product you stick in a box and stick in a drawer. It changes as your life changes. You know, Diane, you just said something that I hadn't really thought about, but that she didn't stay in touch with her agent. And that is one of the benefits of Ellen Becker is that we stay in touch with our clients. We don't expect our clients to stay in touch with us. We stay in touch. And if you think about a typical insurance situation, Somebody who's been selling insurance for maybe 20 years or 30 years, they have thousands of clients that they have sold insurance to. It's almost impossible for them to be touching base consistently with their clients and someone who bought insurance, you know, such a long time ago. And so I think that that really is important for people to understand that once you review a client's 
insurance, it becomes a folder. And every time we sit down, which is several times a year for many of our clients, that little folder comes up. And if there's anything that needs to be known, any time dates or anything that we want to add, that's all right there for the advisor. And if they do have a question, they walk over to your desk and say, here's this. So we are the ones that are staying on top of the insurance for our clients. We're not expecting our clients to stay on top of it. Karen, the other thing that I would add to that is a statistic I heard was that 90% of insurance licensed individuals never renew their license. So every policy that was sold by those people is now orphaned. There is no agent associated with it anymore. Oh my gosh. Sure, because so many go into the business and then get out. That's it, exactly. And they sell their first 100 policies and then they're orphaned? Well, sometimes another colleague might take it over. But again, like you said, the typical insurance salesperson gets commissions on that initial sale. Very often, there are not significant renewal commissions and or they're incentivized to sell more new business so they aren't focusing on the existing contracts. So I feel very excited when I can look at something I just had again, a gentleman who had been divorced and remarried for a number of years. As we looked at his policy, his first wife was still the beneficiary. He turned to his current wife and said, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. I never realized that I needed to change that. I assumed that when I got remarried, it would be you. And what a blessing that we were able to help them find that and fix it. Let's talk a little bit about the retirement, because I do want to talk about some of the impact that COVID has had on the insurance industry and the awareness. I think all of us at some point in our lives thought, what if I get sick? Could I die? And a lot of people thought, am I protected? Is my family protected? But then as COVID started to get more structure around it and understanding, even though we had that fear at that moment, a lot of people have forgotten about the fear that they had. So is there anything else that you want to talk about in terms of people preparing retirement? One of the big things that I like to look at is what do they need insurance for today and in the next stage? Some people, I had a couple this week that reached out and said, you know what? I don't think we need to maintain this term life insurance anymore. And when I talked with their advisor, they didn't. So we helped them figure out a way to cancel those policies because they didn't serve the need anymore. But this client also looked at, as we go into retirement, I am concerned about the potential of health needs, of long-term care needs, whether it's in the home or in the nursing home. How would we pay for that and how would that impact each other? So we were able to look at their insurance and restructure it so that they had life insurance going into retirement that they could spend while they were alive to pay for long-term care. Like you said, you know, a lot of awareness was put on what's going on in nursing homes and assisted living facilities. Is that the best place for our loved ones? Is that where we want to be? With these policies, people can have resources, tax-free resources, to help pay for care in their home. Or if the assisted living, the memory care, the nursing home, whatever is the right place, again, they have tax-free resources to support that care. And then you can choose the best place for you and your family to, you know, to, to work with. One of the pieces I would add to that, Diane, is a lot of time 
people will look at and say, I have a million dollars or I have whatever that number is. It's more than enough for me for the rest of my life. But what they fail to do is to understand how they're going to spend that money. And is it taxable? Is it tax-free? Is it tax-deferred? And so often they really don't have that much money because if you think about if you're if all of your money is in your retirement account, every dollar you take out, you have to pay taxes on. The more you take out, the more taxes you pay. And if all of a sudden you're sick and you've got to take out eight or $10,000 a month, you are now in the highest tax bracket you've ever going to be in. And that money may not last you at all if you get sick. So it's not just looking at a big number and say, well, we have this much money. It's like, how will you spend that money? And what, what will the implications be when you spend it? Will it be taxes? If this money is in an annuity, um, you may have to pay surrender charges. I mean, how are you going to get that money so that you can actually spend it? And what does it look like? And what will it look like if one of you pass away? Those are the questions that people don't even know that they need to ask. And that goes right back to where you were earlier in our conversation about, you know, understanding Roth IRAs versus traditional IRAs, Roth 401ks, traditional 401ks. And it's almost like that whole circle of life, all of this financial planning is so woven together. Cannot look at insurance as a silo. We have to take a break, but you mentioned a word earlier, and a lot of people don't always understand the definitions and because we do it so young, you know, so many times people take out term insurance to cover their mortgage and they, in their mind, they say, I've got 250,000 or $500,000 worth of insurance, but they forgot the word term, meaning that it ends. And in their mind, they don't connect it to an age. And sometimes what we're finding is people need insurance. They've worked now and they've paid their house or they've got that under control. What they need now is insurance as they age into retirement. And that is all, always connected around health care and health issues and tax issues. And so just sitting down and reviewing and having Diane look at your policies and reviewing them and say, here's where you're at. That arrow says you are here. And then from there, because of the education, you can make a decision as to where you want to go. We'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Diane Gastro. She's the director of insurance planning, works with all of our advisors to, again, have another resource for our clients to make the best possible decisions that they can on, on their lives and their planning and their families' lives. And so, Diane, I do want to take some time here to talk about COVID because it has had an impact on every part of our lives. And I think particularly people have gained a big awareness of the types of um, catastrophes, the types of things that can happen in families. And um, unfortunately, it's happened to people around us. It's happened to our families. And everybody has in some way been touched by the impact of it. You know, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here today because there is so much that people need to understand And COVID has affected our planning and our recommendations for our clients. Like you said, if somebody in your family has a significant medical need, how is that going to be paid for? And we can position insurance as a tool to help pay for that. We can pay for care, long-term care services, 
income tax-free, whether that's traditional long-term care insurance or that life insurance-based plan, or even some of our clients will choose not to buy long-term care insurance, they'll take the risk of spending down their portfolio, but they have permanent life insurance that at their passing, whether they pass at 65 or 95, goes back into the estate for their surviving spouse, for their children, for their grandchildren. It's all just different tools and different ways to position it. So again, incorporating the understanding and the education. I run into so many people that say, I don't like insurance. I don't want to buy insurance. I'd like you to explain to me what I have, but don't try to sell me anything. Two months later, after we've gone through a whole education process and their eyes have been open and they see, oh my gosh, I have this vulnerability. I love my wife. I love my husband. I don't want him to have to care for me. And I also don't want to go into a facility that may not be the best fit for me. What can we do? How can we prepare financially? And then we build a plan. All that being said, buying life insurance is not easy. Buying long-term care insurance is not easy. You have to qualify through underwriting and COVID has put some definite challenges there. First of all, from the underwriting standpoint of the insurance companies, some of my long-term care providers will not even offer coverage for people over the age of 70 because they don't want to have to go into people's homes to do in-person examinations. So again, that leads to let's incorporate planning early in the discussion, not when it becomes an emergency. Another concern is most times I need to order medical records so that the insurance company can evaluate our client's health, their insurability. These are not plans that you deserve or you get because you want them. You have to qualify. Getting medical records is a long, challenging process. So the more that I can work one-on-one with our clients to help them understand what information I truly need so that I can help them, you know, the easier the process goes. I'm actually working on one plan that I started in November. I finally got approval yesterday and the client had gotten frustrated and back and forth through the process, but I explained it and walked him through that. So now we're able to move forward. But so we've got challenges with getting medical underwriting. We have challenges with qualifying for coverage. Almost all my carriers now will have a statement saying, since you started this application, have you been in contact with somebody that had COVID? Have you had COVID? And the clients need to certify and be honest. Sometimes clients are postponed because they were exposed to COVID last week. So we just have to be as smart as we can and manage it as much as we can. Some carriers, if one of our clients would have a comorbidity, so not only are we in the time of COVID, but maybe the client has diabetes or has some um, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease where normally we could get them insurance, but with COVID, it's another hurdle to jump through and maybe they're postponed until everybody knows more about what COVID does to our long-term health. You know, Diane, COVID opened our eyes to all these things that we had and we found out that we might've had and making people uninsurable. If only they'd have had the insurance prior to this, 
sometimes people have had tests done to get insurance and learned that they had something that they didn't even know. COVID has opened my eyes and you're right. And I plan differently with our clients and clients are more aware now of how quickly their health can change. You know, I had written down a word earlier when we were talking and I underlined it twice. And that word is invincible. How many of us think it will never happen to me? They don't think they need to do the planning because I'm healthy, I'm young, I can control it all. But the reality of it is, as we've seen through our friends, our family, our loved ones, we're all open and have the opportunity. You mentioned earlier the family that died in the car accident, the mom and dad. That's as much of a possibility for me today as it is the next person on the street. And this is why some people think insurance is a difficult decision or discussion But I think sometimes we just have to be matter of fact and be open and honest to what we really are exposed to in our daily lives. I think, Diane, you had mentioned earlier, too, um, how someone had come in and they hadn't changed their beneficiaries. That's really an important thing for people to understand. And not just in terms of if you're a widow or widower and now the money goes directly outright to your children, do you really want that? Or do you want it to go into some type of a trust account that has some protection attached to it. I mean, it's not just even having it. It's the big discussion also is the distribution of it at the point that you pass away and these dollars are gifted. And sometimes we have people who really have an organization that they want and they want insurance to be able to give money in their name to a charity. Sometimes it's to give money to a spouse or, or they'll say, if I spent all my money, I'll take that risk, but I want something for my kids. Well, there are policies that you can buy based on two lives that are much less expenses or on that. And you can say, well, I want at least X amount of dollars to go to each one of my two children. And you can get a policy that you know, no matter what happens with your own personal assets, there will be something that will be passed to your children. I mean, there's an unending array of possibilities. But Diane, the first place that it all starts is listening and helping people to understand and to be educated on what possibilities there are. And then they get to say, oh, I'm not really interested in that. This sounds good. We've got so much experience and we see all those options, but very often people can't fulfill everything all at once. They can't get all the, the insurance that they want. They can't maybe afford it, but at least they know what they need and how to protect it to the best that they possibly can. Erin, it is, we could go on and on about this because I think there's so much in how this can impact people's lives, their personal lives, their children's lives, their grandchildren's lives. And, you know, I'd love to come back another time so we can even go further in it. Like you said at the beginning, I find insurance fun and I'm passionate about it. And any way I can help our clients, give our firm a call, call your advisor, and let's talk about, you know, what's keeping you up at night. And is insurance something that we can address and give you one more piece of the puzzle? Well, you can tell that you've made me very um, excited about it and we have to break. But the one thing is that you said you are not an insurance salesman. People always think, oh, I don't want to talk to an insurance salesman. You are the director of our insurance services and you do not get compensated and nor does anyone in your team get compensated, your salaried employees, and there is no reason to sell something that isn't absolutely perfect for the client. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and your financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, 
before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. You have a great weekend. Thank you, Diane. Bye-bye.